0: Welcome to Study Gateway's First Listens, where you get first listens to the first sessions on Study Gateway so you can find your next video Bible study. Hi there. I'm your host, Shelley Leith. And before we get started talking with John Eldridge, I wanted everyone to be aware that by just listening to this podcast, you can get a 15% discount on any subscription plan at Study Gateway for the life of your subscription using code PODCAST15. That code works on any plan, any type, personal, small group, church, monthly or annual plans, Go ahead and write that down, podcast 15. And thank you for being the podcast listener. But right now, let's jump in and start talking with John Eldridge. Welcome, John.
1: Hey, Shelley, Nice to see you today.
0: Thank you. We are in season five, which is all about summer self-care. And in this okay. season, uh, we are hearing sessions from Bible studies that offer ideas for us to be kind to ourselves, to attend to our needs, and to find ways to live a better life. Today, I have the joy of talking with you about Get Your Life Back. Um, you are the author of the classic book, While at Heart, which I want you to know, John, our couple's Bible study went through that book together because oh, us nice. wives wanted to know what made our husbands tick and it it was such a great experience we're probably not the first couples group to go through wild at heart but uh, but we we really really enjoyed that we thought we were quite innovative
1: that's awesome to get, just to help the ladies understand this, this thing called a man. Yeah.
0: Exactly. It was, it was great. Okay. So John, if you were to introduce yourself to our audience, but you could only talk about who you are and not what you do, what would you say?
1: Okay. So to a beautiful little group of small people, I am Poppy. Oh. We are in the grandparent stage been married to Stacy for 40 years Um, we love the outdoors we love jumping off cliffs into rivers and canoeing and yeah um, love to travel we raised three uh, sons who are now young adults themselves forming families of their own but I think probably one of the most helpful things to know about me I'm a product of the 20th century like most of us but I couldn't take it anymore and so I have adopted the life of a monk Oh my! so I am a 21st century monk
0: okay so the reason that I chose get your life back to feature in this season called summer self-care is first the summer tie-in with one of your five practices which is called getting outside now Getting outside is not just for summer, but it evokes summer for so many of us. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But the other reason I chose this study is because I think the message of Get Your Life Back has important implications for our optimal self-care. So to set this up, first, talk to us about the big lie of technology and how it is antithetical to self-care
1: oh my gosh so yeah never more never more than today so the promise of technology over the last 30 years was that it was going to give you more margin your life was going to be simpler your life was going to be easier you'd have all this time for your friends and for dinners and to take walks and um the lie is now technology is asking us to live at the pace of a smartphone And and it's just, it's the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And it's literally, um, Nicholas uh, Carr wrote a Pulitzer winning book on how it's literally rewiring our brains. And so it's shortening our attention span. Like you find yourself kind of irritable and a little distracted if you're not scrolling. Mm. If you're not clicking, if you, you know, yeah, the quick like, the quick swipe. So the lie was that it was gonna give you this wonderful life of, of margin and leisure. And instead, you, you are taking in more information in a week than would crash a laptop. Ugh. And it's just rough on the soul, folks.
0: Wow, wow. Um, okay, so to come against that lie, You have laid out these practices that we can engage in that take care of our souls. So tell us first about the one minute pause and about the app that you've created to help us practice that.
1: Okay. I love this because it's so simple and everybody can do it. Like one minute, 60 seconds, like you could do this. But it began like this, Shelley. I I would pull in the driveway at the end of a day and just find myself fried, you know, scattered, too many things in my mind. I shouldn't have sent that email. Oh, my gosh, I forgot to answer that phone call, all that. And what I began to do was turn the engine off, but I wouldn't get out of my truck. Mm -hmm. Instead, I would just sit there for a moment. What I felt Jesus inviting me to do is 1 Peter 5, verse 7, cast all your cares upon him because he cares. And so I would just sit in my car, sit in my truck, and I would say, Jesus, I give you that meeting. I give you that email I probably shouldn't have sent. I, I give you the person I disappointed today. I give you my kids. And I would just begin to offload. 60 seconds. It was just a pause. It's quiet. There's no music. I'm not listening to a podcast. I'm just sitting. And I'm letting things go. I'm practicing 1 Peter 5, verse 7. And it became so life-giving to me that I introduced it to my family. I introduced it to my staff. So it's really fun. Every day in our offices at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., monastery bells ring out. Oh, wow. It's very interruptive. It's very intrusive because if you're in a meeting, you're on a phone call, everybody knows we take 60 seconds. Everybody stops and you release everything. To God. You, it's recentering, it's centering prayer. You just let it go, find God again, find your own soul. And as I did this in the driveway, see, the, the thing is, is that it was a very different man who walked in the front door then.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I was able to be present to my wife, I was able to be present to these precious grandchildren. I, I was able to enter into like a human life instead of just spending the rest of my evening completely spun up. Yeah, by my day. So the one-minute pause. And then it got so popular in our little group of people that we built an app around it called the one-minute pause. <clears throat> and the funny story of that is the one-minute pause is a very simple thing, everybody. It's free. It's on the App Store, iPhone, Android. And it's, it's lovely music. It's my melodious voice <laughs> uh, guiding you through a very simple practice of learning to pause each day. Now, we built a one-minute, we built a three-minute pause, we built a five-minute, and my team said, you got to put a 10-minute pause in. I said, gang, (laughs) I can't convince people to stop for 60 seconds. Okay, that's how crazy the culture is. Nobody is, no one is going to take this seriously if I say, take a 10-minute pause. It became the second most used feature in the app. The 10-minute one? Yes. What? Oh, because the thing is, it's addictive. Because it is so soothing. It is so wonderful. And so here's a fun Jesus story. We're not an app company. We don't build apps. We built this right before the pandemic. This app launched in January of 2020. Oh, my
0: gosh.
1: And then, I mean, we've got half a million downloads because during the pandemic and the quarantines, people needed to like come down from the news, the stress, the fear, you know all that was going on so we built new features into it over time it's lovely and it'll save your life
0: oh my gosh that's amazing and, and I heard a, a reference to the monastic lifestyle in, in, in that story the, the bells and the, twice a day there
1: you go that's awesome. exactly yeah what it what it is is it's learning sacred rhythms mm-hmm. healing rhythms to your life mm-hmm. that pull you out of an adrenalized culture Right. That everybody's just living amped up. You know, the biggest you walk into like a 7-Eleven, you walk into a convenience store, you need to get a bottle of water. The biggest section in those refrigerators are energy drinks, mm-hmm. Monster, Red Bull, all that stuff. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like we have to keep ourselves in this constant state of amped. Uh, and it's oh, it's not good for the body. It's not good for the soul. There's a there's a better way, everybody. There's a better way.
0: Get your life back.
1: Get your life
0: back. All right. The next practice that helps us get our life back is benevolent detachment from technology. So benevolent detachment brings to mind benevolent dictatorship and i was wondering if you were drawing a connection there did you see technology as a as a benevolent dictator that we need what? to detach from
1: yeah it's a brutal taskmaster, <laughs> isn't it <clears throat> yeah it is do you know that teenagers right now spend seven hours a day on their phone
0: seven hours
1: seven, seven hours wow. and it's not that different for grown-ups either we, we yeah we just all become so caught up wow. in it okay so the practice of benevolent detachment is so wonderful. And it's very simple. It goes like this. Jesus, I give everyone and everything to you. And so whatever it is you're carrying, the heartaches, the burdens, um, because as you get off of technology, what what you can find is God. (laughs) Like He's right there. He's right there. Um, And you can begin to offload. So benevolent detachment, benevolent because I'm not angry. I'm not cynical. I'm not saying I don't want to be with you people anymore. But detachment, because we are way too entangled in the world, way too entangled. Um, Your soul was never meant to know the heartache of the world. Mm. Like you just weren't. Only God has that capacity. But every day, we're just used to hearing about the wildfires in Australia and the sexual scandals in Congress and the boom, 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 boom. And <clears throat> like you got to at some point in your day, I recommend bedtime is a really good time to practice this. But, you know, as part of our bedtime prayers, Stacey and I just say something like this. Jesus, we give you our kids. We give you our work. We give you the news. We give you the latest shooting. Lord, we just can't carry that yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. And, and learning benevolent detachment, oh my goodness. Because as you, it was Augustine who said, we must empty ourselves of all that clutters us so that we might be filled with that which we are empty of, which is God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as you offload, as, as you just learn to go, I let it go. I let it go, I give it to you, Jesus. That meeting I just walked out of or that really hostile phone call, I let it go. I let it go, and what I ask for is you. I need you to fill me again, God. And so benevolent detachment, you can do it on the plane, you can do it in your car, you can do it as you walk out of a meeting. It's really life-giving.
0: Wow, wow. Okay, we have time to talk about one more of the practices. This one's my favorite, getting outside.
1: Tell us about that. Okay, nature heals, Mm -hmm. everybody. Nature heals, beauty heals, beauty heals trauma. As a young therapist years ago, I was fascinated to see that people who had been through particularly traumatic events or as we were uncovering childhood trauma, they would gravitate toward beauty. Mm -hmm. They they would wanna go to the park uh, and take a walk. They they said, I just need to get to the ocean. I just need to sit by by the sea because beauty has this incredibly soothing effect on our lives. Oh, the uh, French uh, impressionist Monet said he wanted to create paintings so beautiful that when people beheld them, they would have the assurance that everything's going to be okay. Isn't that lovely? And so you wanna fill your lives with beauty. You wanna fill your lives with nature, like an evening walk, sit on the deck. And again, what you're doing is don't turn on Netflix. Right? Yeah. Don't listen to the news, but instead, um, as we get outside, we're letting God's creation back into our lives to heal and nourish our souls. It is so wonderful. Yesterday, I heard the first hummingbird oh. um, <clears throat> back here in Colorado after winter, and it was just so joyful. It was like yes, uh-uh.
0: oh, that that and that is life-giving. I love
1: that. it. Is it's so it's so good for the soul. Yeah.
0: Okay, wrap up by telling us the last two practices and, and what you have seen in people's lives who are able to get their lives back through these five practices.
1: Okay, so we've talked about taking, learning to pause in your day, learning to pause. We've talked about benevolent attachment, learning to let it go. Just lay it down. You can do it for 60 seconds, folks, yes. really. You can do it. <clears throat> the power of beauty and by nature, by getting outside if you can. We talked about unplugging. You really need to get off. I would say three minutes of news a day, folks. You don't get the basics. Of course, you need to be informed, but you don't need like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, we talked about unplugging. The last thing I want to say is the power of union mm-hmm. with God. So this is the, like the classic prayer posture. But if you take your fingers and you intertwine them, this is a picture of union. Mm-hmm. The human soul is actually made for union with God not just faith, um, not just obedience, but but actual intimacy, union. And it is the presence of God intertwined with our being that gives us life. And learning to practice union, you, you ask for it. You say, I need union with you. And then as young places in you show up or anger or fear or, you know, you just say, "Okay, Jesus, right now in this moment, I ask for union Mm -hmm. and you can even do it with your hands. Like I pray for oneness, I pray for union. Because the whole thing about the technology and the crazy and the pace of life is, it is eroding your union with God every hour. Mm -hmm. And so every day, You know, maybe at dinner time, somewhere in my day, I come back and say, Oh, restore my union with you, Jesus. I need oneness. I need union. Because then He's able to care for you, heal you, strengthen you, give you resilience. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, so people that practice these practices, what are you hearing? um, What are you Mm. observing? And, uh, And people that are actually putting this into practice in their lives. Well, I,
1: I think I have to start with myself. I I am a much kinder person now, oh. because when I'm fried, mm. I I don't have margin for people. No. I I like in traffic, you know, yikes, I like it. It it brings you down into a place where you can love better. You can be more present mm-hmm. to people as they're talking to you. You're not finishing the email in your head as someone's <laughs> trying to tell you something. Poor, you know. <clears throat> but I think the most dramatic Shelley actually we began to get thousands of reports now, particularly on the one minute pause app because it's so it's so right there. Sure. Um, it's literally saving people's mental health it 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 is bringing people out people who are in cancer and they're in deep stages of chemotherapy they're using it every day to help them after their treatments Mm. like it is rescuing folks it's it's just an incredibly beautiful god story
0: wow i love that Yeah, I'm so excited to be able to share episode one with our listeners. And I just want to thank you so much for being with me today, John. Thank you.
1: Yeah, this has been delightful. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for telling folks uh, about the series. It's going to help.
0: You're, You're welcome. And now I am so pleased to present session one of Get Your Life Back called The One Minute Pause.
1: Friends, welcome. So glad you could join me here in this six-part series called Get Your Life Back, Everyday Practices for a World Gone Mad. My premise is very simple. The world has gone off the rails, and it's trying to take our hearts and souls with it. Just think of the pace of life right now. Everyone I know is so busy. We're running from this to that to the other thing. I text my friends the other day, an important announcement. At least I thought it was important to me. In fact, it was the announcement that I had finished this book. And I get back little thumbs up emojis and the little exclamation point like, and I think to myself, that's it? That's all you've got? You can't answer a text with a text? I mean, how fast are we moving that typing a few sentences to your friend on a phone feels cumbersome or sort of... In the way. Remember when email came along? It was like, you know, science fiction. I mean, we were able to get so much done in a day. Get out so much information, answer so many things. And now, I mean, email practically feels like it's from the Stone Age. We've got texting and, you know, social media and Instagram. We're trying to live at the pace of the swipe and the like. And here's the big lie. The big lie was that technology was going to give us all this margin in our lives. It was going to free us up and give us the breathing room to do the things we love, right? To enjoy making and eating dinner, lingering over it with some friends and family, or reading a book, learning to paint or play an instrument, plant a garden. But all that's gone in this mad pace of life. And then there is this tsunami of information coming at us. We're spending four hours a day on our mobile devices, three hours using apps of various kinds, 10 hours a day consuming media of some sort. That's more information in one week than would crash a laptop, right? And it's not just information. It's scandal and chaos and politics and gossip and the trauma of the world. This is hard on the soul. There's very little room left to be human anymore. My musician friends tell me that they're not playing much music these days, and my gardening friends didn't have a chance to plant this year what they wanted to do. We're all just living right at the edge of our margin. How would you rate your soul these days? Are you happy most of the time? Are you rested and refreshed? Do you look forward to your future? Are you looking forward to next week? Are you lighthearted? When was the last time you felt carefree? I know, I know, it's not fair to ask. Most days we get home in a state of exhaustion, numb, on our good days, fried, frankly, more often than we'd like to admit, like Bilbo. Baggins said, we feel thin and stretched, like butter scraped over too much bread. Now, here's the good news. That is not the life that God made you for, and it's not the life he has for you. Jesus can show us the way out. Let's go back to that verse that we showed at the beginning. Are you tired, worn out, burn out from religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I would love to learn to live freely and lightly. Wouldn't you? It would be amazing. But look, we've gotta be honest about this. That stuff sounds so pie in the sky unless it is absolutely doable in our real life. Like We can't all quit our jobs and become monks or, you know, move to an island in the Pacific, as lovely as that sounds, okay, what I want to bring to you in this series are some very simple practices that I think will help you learn to live freely and lightly. He talks about a life where his yoke is easy and his burden is light, but I don't think most of us have discovered it. So, here's what Jesus began to introduce to me, and that's what led to the writing of this book, and that's what led to this series. He began to show me the way out, a number of just simple daily practices that would help me breathe again and get my life back and and restore my soul. And it began with something as simple as the one-minute pause. What I realized was that I was just going through my day From email to email, phone call to phone call, you know, meeting to text to email to call to meeting, and even in my in-between time, my downtime, right, driving from one place to another or waiting for somebody to get back to me, I was, you know, back on my phone trying to get more work done. I realized I never stopped. I never paused once in the day. And so Jesus encouraged me to do this, to take 60 seconds, just 60 seconds, to pause in my day and just release it. Just breathe, not pray, not intervene for the next thing that was happening, not make my grocery list in my mind, none of it. As David says in the Psalms, I have stilled and quieted my soul. Now that's the thing that takes some practice to do. So all we're going to start with is a one minute pause where we simply allow our souls to breathe. Just stop for 60 seconds, the one minute pause has become an utter rescue. We're going to try it right now, and we're just going to practice it. And as we go through the series, we're going to get good at it, all right? So 60 seconds right now not to do anything, okay? Don't process that email you shouldn't have sent this afternoon. And don't think about, you know, the meeting that's coming tomorrow. Just 60 seconds. Be quiet and let your soul catch up to you. Just let your soul breathe.
0: exact opposite of what John wants us to do by interrupting your one minute pause. I'm so sorry. You'll have to go to Study Gateway so that you can watch this session, which we have unlocked so everyone can access it. And when it gets to the one minute pause, you'll be able to see the beautiful scene of the mountains and mists and forests and hear the gentle breezes and the birds singing. It is quite an experience. Get Your Life Back is published by Harper Christian Resources, and it streams on Study Gateway. Study Gateway is a streaming video service, and we're the only one that has a subscription plan, especially for small groups. For our First Lessons listeners, we offer you an exclusive rate on any of our subscription plans. When you use the promo code PODCAST15 at studygateway.com, You'll get any size of plan for yourself, your small group, or your whole church at a 15% savings for life. And for a complete experience with Get Your Life Back, take advantage of our publisher direct pricing on the essential Bible study guide designed to be used with the videos. This study guide gives you the discussion questions for your group and the personal exercises to dig deeper and practice each of the five practices on your own. Get all the details at studygateway.com. So we're returning to the session at the end of the one minute pause. And I just know that John is referring to me when he talks about the distractions coming in that are irritating. It's okay, John. I know I'm irritating. Here you go.
1: I know. It's hard, right? All the distractions coming in. It's almost irritating for somebody to ask you to take 60 seconds to just pause because we're suddenly confronted by how much we are being shaped by the chaos. You see, here's the big lie. The big lie was that technology was going to create room in our lives for all those things that we enjoy. And it's done exactly the opposite. It didn't give any of us any more margin. Now it just increased our workload. And it's this and it's that. And it's trying to keep up to the pace of a world that's gone completely mad. So in addition to the one-minute pause, what Jesus began to show me was that I needed to learn to release things to him, to let it all go. He began to teach me the practice of benevolent Detachment. okay, Benevolent because it's not angry. It's not mad. It's not cynical and checked out. It's in love and in kindness. Detachment because I can't carry the world. I can't save the world. All right. It comes out of 1 Peter 5. Give all your worries and cares to God for he cares for you. Give all your cares and worries to God for he cares for you or as another version has it, cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. I mean, I just see it. I just see me just dumping everything onto the big shoulders of God because I can't carry it. Friends, this has become an absolute lifesaver for me. It began again several years ago when I would come to Jesus in a time of prayer and I'd be praying about my kids or my taxes or some upcoming meeting or a project like this. And Jesus would respond with, give everything and everyone to me. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know. But what I need you to do, you know, and he would say again, just give everyone and everything to me. Oh, my goodness. Has this become a grace, learning to let things go to God. And this is what I use the one-minute pause for, okay? Again, it's not for making lists or, you know, answering emails in your head releasing everything to God so that you can breathe and find him again. See, the scriptures are inviting us into a life that is lighthearted. My yoke is easy, Jesus said. My burden is light. And so we learn to release things to Christ through benevolent detachment. I know, I know, I know. You've got all kinds of pushback right now. Well, how can we do that? You don't know my life. What about loving? What about carrying one another's burdens? I know. I know. Here's here's how we can practice benevolent detachment. We realize that we are not the savior of the world. We can't save the world. We can't even carry it, not even our own lives. Jesus said, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Jesus is actually really serious about us turning things over to him on a regular basis, learning the practice of release of, I give everything and everyone to you, Jesus. So let's do a little exercise right now. If you've got something to write with, great. Uh, If not, bring it next time and you can just do this one in your head, okay? What are the things that you are carrying right now that you would love to get off of your heart and soul, that you would love to just get off your back. Just a couple of things that you would love to release to Jesus, all right? We're just going to take a moment and let you realize what you need to turn over through benevolent detachment. And then what you do with benevolent attachment is you take those very specific things and you say, Jesus, I give my aging parents to you. Jesus, I release my kid's school situation to you. Jesus, I release work to you and my frustration and that email I shouldn't have sent. And you know, you just these very specific things that begin to accumulate on our souls as we learn benevolent detachment to just release this stuff to God. And here's the beauty of the one minute pause. All I'm asking you to do is just do it for 60 seconds, right? Just 60 seconds to let your soul dump that and breathe. And I do it a couple times a day now, you know, kind of morning and evening. Sometimes when I pull in the driveway in the evening, that's an ideal time for me. I'll turn my car off and I don't have to rush in the house yet. I'll literally just lay my head down on the steering wheel And take the pause and just release it. Just release the day. And it actually allows me to be more present to the people that I'm about to be with in the house. Now, I understand. Benevolent detachment is going to take some practice. It takes some time, okay? You kind of get good at it over time. For Stacy and I, bedtime is another really ideal time to use it, right? At the end of the day, if you want to get a good night's sleep, you just got to turn all this over to God. So we'll just pause. And we'll be very specific. Jesus, give our kids to you. Jesus, give my mom to you. Jesus, I give that project to you. I give this filming to you. Okay? Give all this to you, Jesus. And just pause and let my soul breathe and catch up. Okay? So we're gonna give you some more instruction in your study guide on that. And uh, chapter one in the book, we'll unpack this more. But if you'll try this a couple times a day, try it. Through the week, I think you're going to discover that you really love it and that it's super helpful. And we'll see you next time.
0: Wow. The one-minute pause and benevolent detachment to incredible practices for your self-care summer. You have just enjoyed a first listen to the first session of Get Your Life Back a video Bible study by John Eldridge, published by Harper Christian Resources, and streaming on Study Gateway. If you go to StudyGateway.com, you'll find this first session of Get Your Life Back is unlocked and accessible to you to watch in its entirety for free. It's worth it just to watch it for the one-minute pause. Here at Study Gateway, you can find your favorite authors, pastors, and Bible teachers all in one place. We're the only streaming video subscription service that offers plans for individuals, a small group size plan, and has user-based pricing for churches no matter what the size. And you can use that promo code, PODCAST15, to get a 15% savings on the plan of your choice. And that discounted rate lasts as long as you keep your subscription. With Study Gateway, you also get a direct link to our store, where you get publisher direct pricing on the essential Bible study guide for Get Your Life Back. This study guide with its exercises and projects and discussion questions helps you get the most out of the study. Is Get Your Life Back going to be your next study? Get started right now by going to studygateway.com, click Start Free Trial, and use the promo code PODCAST15 at checkout. Make sure you rate and review this podcast so other people can find this show, show too. And come back next week for another exciting episode in our season of Summer Self-Care. See you next time on Study Gateways First Listens.